Welcome to CamdenCast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. Yeah, on today's episode of CamdenCast, we're going to be discussing Season 6, Episode 8 of 7th Heaven. The title is I Carumba, or if you are in Germany, uh, the title is On Suitor's Feet. Um, our IMDb user synopsis is... Robbie is happy with his new hot Latina girlfriend, Joy Reyes, and persuades her rich, devoutly Catholic father, Ramon Reyes, for now, of his honorable intentions. The garage apartment squatters' resolve is self-sabotaged by their rivalry to get what shouldn't be Mary's and Ruthie's scheming. In the end return under the maternal yoke and makeup more or less forcibly with Mary, who meanwhile repents, but Eric wisely doubts her sincerity and rectitude. None of that made sense. Um, also, we just want to say that we think that the title of this episode is racist because it's Icaramba, and I think it's because of Joy. Joy is Latina. Uh, and also, the only person allowed to say that is Bart Simpson. Yes. So trade probably trademarked. It is probably trademarked. Um, okay. So, what was your first impression of this episode? Uh, I started out really hating this episode, but I'm actually pretty happy with how it ended up ending. Um, we finally got the resolution to what ended up being like a two season long arc with Mary. Two ep- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and it was, it was nice. It was heartfelt. I feel like a lot of these episodes, sometimes when we have like really sappy heartfelt moments between the family members kind of like make me gag, but this was like sweet um, character growth yeah there's a lot of character character growth it was nice because everybody was apologizing to everyone um and whether or not they were sincere is confusing and ruthie's um manipulativeness was done in a fun way instead of a an evil way exactly um so, and plus we finally i think we're finally done with this menopause thing that would be a real treat or at least, maybe we're not done with the menopause, but we're at least done with it being a central plot point in this episode, in, in this season. Um, so we'll start with the cold open, which picks up immediately where the last episode ends, uh, with Joy uh, at the Camden house. Okay, so the cold open is terrible. <laughs> yes, and, and long. And it's very long, and it's just Joy and Ruthie. So Joy Enriquez is actually, like, a singer, a recording artist. Um, So they are playing one of her songs, and her and Ruthie are dancing, and Robbie is on the couch with his legs, like, spread, and it looks very much like he's enjoying a show at a gentleman's club, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, and Joy's dancing, and Ruthie's dancing with Joy, and we have... And Joy's still in the hot pink pants, because it's, like, supposed to be the same day. And we have Lucy and Mary spying on them, and Matt goes into the room, and he starts enjoying the dancing. And while this is going on, Mary and Lucy have a very, very stupid fight about who is entitled to be more jealous of Joy, because, like, Mary makes the argument that... Lucy and Robbie hardly dated, which is a very valid argument. I was like, they really didn't date. And Lucy wasn't even into it at first. Um, Now Lucy's all, like, heartbroken over Robbie, apparently. And Lucy is like, no, I'm entitled to be more upset because we, like, we only broke up a week ago. So, whatever. Then that turns into bad physical fighting, which leads in, which 
the physical fighting leads them into the love den where the show is going on. And everybody completely ignores them while they're fighting behind the couch. We have, like, little... I'm assuming there's supposed to be comedic moments where you have, like, one of them pop up and get pulled down and the other one pop up and get pulled down. But, like... And finally Annie ends the party. Yeah. Because, of course, all of the kids, except for Mary... And Robbie are supposed to be out living in the garage, except for bathroom breaks. Um, and the only person that seems to be sensible about this whole joy dancing thing is Simon, who says, I'm man enough to know when to take a step back, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's our cold open. Uh, so we're going to start with Robbie's storyline, which, other than the cold open, picks up in a really weird place, because him and Joy are in the Camden's backyard, and they're doing this thing that I wrote down, I described as finger kissing, but, but I realized that doesn't sound like what they're doing. Like, they're, Joy, like, kisses two of her fingers, her, like, index and her middle finger, and then she puts it on Ravi's lips, and then Ravi, like, grabs her hand, and he holds it to his lips and kisses the fingers again. And then I, moves them back to her yeah. face. And we're like, this is probably why the lipstick was all over each other's faces, because they... They're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. We were right. As they we were suspected, doing... they're doing it wrong. Um, so, bas- so we learn here that Joy wants to have a career in music and that her father is against this idea. And, and we also learn that despite only knowing each other a week... Robbie is madly in love with Joy, and he wants to marry her. So Joy's like, oh, I told my parents that I'm in love with you, but you need to tell them that you love me and you want to marry me. So come over to my house for dinner tonight. So Robbie's like, okay, I'll come over to your house for dinner tonight. So we have a couple of scenes where he runs into Lucy. He's like, I, um, is this okay Like for what I'm wearing for dinner? And she's like, I'm not your friend. Um, we can't be friends because this hurts too much. And then he runs into the Rev and Annie, and he's wearing... A really bad pleather jacket. Um, and, but they're all floored by the by how good he looks. Uh, he doesn't look that great. No. Um, and he... He's like he's really nervous about meeting the parents. Uh, he decides to buy flowers for Mrs. Reyes, and he doesn't know what to get for Mr. Reyes. Annie comf- comforts him and is like, flowers are good enough. We get to the Reyes household, and there is a butler. <laughs> and we're like, at first you can't tell if it's a butler. Or, well, I mean, no, you no, can. No, you can tell. <laughs> um, also, he's, he's, of course, has a British yeah, accent why? because that's a thing. <laughs> Um, and we have uh, Mr. Reyes. So a very fancy house. Mr. Reyes, who's Ramon, uh, Ramon Reyes, sitting in a chair, very like, I'd say like very, almost very Godfather-esque. <laughs> uh, he's played by Miguel Sandoval, who's been in a bunch of things and done the voice for a bu- voice like animation stuff for a bunch of things. Um, he was uh, Marcelino in Seinfeld. He was in a bunch of seasons of Medium and in Entourage. He did the voice for uh, Static Shock and the Jackie Chan animated adventures. So, yeah, um, he's all over the place. And he, here he plays a really strict father to Joy Reyes. We never meet Mrs. Reyes. The no. flowers go to the butler, yeah. and we never see her. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, he's he plays like the, yeah, you said the strict father. Um and he's kind of grilling Robbie about his intentions, and he's like, oh, do you go to church, which for some reason is a test of character. Um, 
and not that anything, there's anything wrong with going to church, but we were saying that it isn't really a good barometer of whether someone's a good person or not, because it's the most performative aspect of, of faith. Like you, you could absolutely just go and take, take a nap for an hour every week. It means, it means nothing that you go to church. Um, and he's like, Oh, I don't Robbie says something about not intending to have a physical relationship with joy until they're married. Um, so all the stuff that the strict father wants to hear. And so the strict father's like, I'm, I'm willing to give you a chance. And once he leaves the room, Joy tries to sit in his lap and Robbie's like, not here. Um, so we get, you know, that Joy's, I don't know what Joy's deal is actually. <laughs> we don't really know much about her. Oh, yeah. Um, she's like very, she, I mean, she does finger kisses, but then she wants to be in his lap. I don't understand. Finger kisses is such a weird, like, I don't want to say. I hope it catches on. I shouldn't have said that. Everyone, please start using finger kisses in your everyday. Start doing finger kisses. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, kiss, kiss your partner with finger kisses. Uh, <laughs> Every kiss begins with finger, finger kisses. kisses. Um, anyway. So. Um, so this kind of. Then there's a weird scene that really doesn't belong after... I mean, it's just gratuitous for um, getting more of Joy Enriquez's music into the show. Um, so I guess Brenda Hampton really believed in her and thought she well, was Well, she did great... Christian music. I think maybe that's why Brenda Hampton oh, was okay, like... Oh, probably. Why she, how she got on the radar. Yeah. Um, so uh, Joy takes Robbie to this club, the Conga Club. The Conga Room. Which oh the Conga Room, which is the same set as where as like the jazz club where John Hamilton performed. And Robbie even uses the same line that Matt has. He's like, Oh, I think you need to be twenty one to be in here, which is exactly what Matt said when John sang, sang him that lovely love song. And they um, actually have the same storyline because John is also afraid about telling his father about singing and he like Well, we learn that that Joy's father actually he's he's an entertainment lawyer and he like is part part owner of the conga room so i don't know robbie's confused he's like i thought your father doesn't approve of you being in entertainment but he's in entertainment what's the deal and then joy performs joy's like i just need to sing and we get an entire song and that's the entire storyline um just want to comment a bit about uh another one of joy's outfits for this episode uh very 2000s she's wearing um a shirt that shows off her midriff which was really big in like at that point i know it's back now like crop tops are back now yeah and she's wearing like bell bottoms she i I mentioned that she looked a lot like like what we would expect somebody like uh, like a jessica simpson wore in her music videos back when in this at like the same time period yeah um yeah like a just or like a even maybe a mandy Moore. oh yeah it was very mandy Moore. yeah yeah um, so Y2K fashion alert. The hair was also very Y2K, like that, like, like wave, like that, like exaggerated wave. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of pop stars, like, and Britney Spears definitely had that hair. Yeah. At some point in her life. Um, so we'll move on very quickly to mention what's going on with the Cam Rents. Uh, so I've, we, they've basically been at each other's throats since the beginning of the season. I don't think we've had an, one episode where they've been like civil with each other. And that finally ended here. Uh, they were still fighting about Richard Nixon in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> and finally, like, basically, they're, again, their main uh, point of contention is that the Rev believes that Mary hasn't changed, that she's irresponsible, 
that she's selfish and that she does not ha- she doesn't consider her siblings at all. Whereas Annie believes the complete opposite that she needs to be selfish right now and she needs to take care of herself before she can care about other people. That actually her siblings are the ones that are not considerate of her, and that she is responsible. And uh, we find out that both of them are kind of right. Where I'm like Mary is still pretty like pretty much her bad Mary crazy self, but she knows that it's wrong now and she's trying to make amends and she's trying to do better. And this kind of is revealed through a series of conversations with each sibling as they come to, well... We'll get to that in a a second. But basically, Annie overhears this, says that the Rev is right, the Rev says, oh, you're right, and they have dinner together. and And they're finally in love again. Yeah, they're kissing, they're making out. No finger kisses, just normal kisses. Normal kisses. And we think what the problem is, right, they haven't had sex since the menopause, and they probably finally had sex, and everything's great now. Yeah. Um, So we'll get to the main storyline, which is... The the kids living in the garage. Right. Um, Which is the conclusion of, like, I guess, season's worth of tension between all the Camden siblings. Um, So... What ended up being a, a exile into the garage apartment turns into Ruthie's game of Survivor. Survivor. I feel is this a callback to the fact that like this is when Survivor started? Um, I think it. Well, it's not a callback. It was at the time. It was. Oh relevant. well, yeah, yeah. She also makes a joke about um, Lucy being the weakest link, and that this is the same time that the weakest link was on. So it was definitely a play on those kind of. Or, like, reality game shows that were, you know... Starting big. Yeah, starting yeah. out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for Ruthie, she just, she's like, it's not about us surviving here anymore. Or, well, I guess it is. But it's about who of us is going to survive, because the winner will take all. Uh, and this kind of starts, like, this effect of Ruthie manipulating every single Camden, other Camden child, to try to kick <laughs> the others out until it's only her left. And every time she kicks somebody out that person ends up having a conversation with Mary. And this apology train starts. <laughs> the apology train, yeah. Um, we get... First we have Lucy, who's obviously the weakest link, and she gets kicked out first, mostly because she's jealous of Robbie and wants to, also wants to know... Or not jealous of Robbie, jealous of Joy. Um, wants to know what's happening with that. So she ends up leaving first for fresh air, and this is when she gets voted out, like on Survivor. Um, and when she leaves... Well, they say she's the weakest link. She, uh, oh yeah, you vote vote people out on the weakest link, too. Oh, oh yeah, you do. I I never watched the weakest link. I thought it was, like, once you got a question wrong, you got sent home. No, the weakest link worked like, uh, you had, like, rounds, and, uh, people were supposed to pay attention to how you got wrong, how you got right, and then you chose who the weakest link was. Oh, well, and whoever got the most votes left. But then at the end of the round, she would also be like, actually, the weakest link was this person, but you kicked off that person. Oh, I see. Because, like, it's about getting questions right, but also banking money. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, the weakest link. It's no longer re- on TV. <laughs> a little refresher. I don't think Survivor's on anymore, either. <laughs> Isn't it? I feel like Survivor's still on. Oh, it might be. Um, I don't know. CBS. I, I never have CBS on. Yeah. But I only watch Elementary on CBS. Yeah. Um, so, uh, back to Seventh Heaven. We, uh, the first apology comes from Lucy. Lucy first apologizes to her mom. And she starts with an insincere apology to Mary until Mary basically explains to her what's going on in her life. 
And now we get back to this prodigal son, prodigal theme. daughter yeah. theme from the previous episode. So everybody thinks that Mary is the prodigal daughter, but Mary reveals that the prodigal daughter is actually Lucy. But is this true? I thought that this was Mary being wrong, but is that true? Well, it makes sense for Lucy more so than it does for Mary. Yeah, because Mary explains, I'm not the prodigal son because, like, I was forced to move away and you left to leave, like, to find yourself and to be with Jeremy and now you're back and, like, I didn't have a choice in any of this because we learned for some reason in this episode the Colonel and Ruth also sort of kicked Mary out of their house um, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I think it's like as a reaction to the fact that her, her and Wilson, Wilson broke up. Yeah. So she, but like she has more to live for with her firefighting right, stuff. Right. She's starting a career in New York. So like it should be, she should be staying there, but like in spite of Wilson being there, I don't understand. Uh, basically, they apologize to each other. She's like, "I am sorry for everything I put you through." And Mary's like, what do you do when you make a mistake? And Lucy says, well, you try to fix it. And if you can't fix it, you just make sure you never do it again. And so she takes this and she apologizes to Lucy. She apologizes to Simon. She apologizes to Matt and Ruthie. Uh, Her conversation with Matt actually gets a little deeper. I don't understand the point of this conversation, actually. But um, Matt's like, look, what happened with you and Wilson? So she explains... She ended up kissing that firefighter man. Ben. Um, we have not seen the last of him. Oh, good. His square face will return. Um, he, uh, She tried to make it up to Wilson by making him marry her. He was like, no, you're not ready to be my wife or Billy's mother. And I think that this conversation with Matt went a little bit deeper because he's still, like, the older brother. And he was kind of, like, dispensing advice. But they bring Robbie into this, which was my, like... Oh, well, because Matt is like, oh, you're still, you're in love with Robbie, and that's why you chose Wilson, because you made so many bad choices, and basically, like, she didn't want to choose Robbie, because it might have turned out to be another bad choice, even though she really was in love with him. You know, she went with Wilson, um, I don't know, to to look like she changed or something. Um, Wilson was a safe choice. Yeah. Uh, but apparently she feels some sort of regret for having not gone after Robbie. I don't know if they're going to, like, explore this further now that she's home and Robbie has joy. Um, I don't understand why they loved this couple so much. Yeah. So anyway, going back, though, just to backtrack a little bit to the garage apartment standoff, um, Simon all of a sudden really, really wants the garage apartment despite not really expressing an interest earlier. But... So after Lucy leaves, they're down to Simon, Matt, Ruthie. Um, There's, like, some back and forth between, like, Simon and Matt being like, oh, we should vote Ruthie out, but she stole their wallets. Then later on, to get Simon out, Ruthie bribes Matt with a... (laughs) It was, like, the most ridiculous product placement ever. Um, Because Simon and Matt are like, oh, we're just going to vote Ruthie out, and then we'll, like, leave it between the men. And Ruthie's like, oh, but Matt... I still have, and she whips out of her bag. She's like, apple pie from Burger King. It's the, you know, you know what those square, the right, triangle yeah, yeah. boxes of, of Burger King pies look like. Um, and that's what, how um, Matt gets d- duped into voting Simon out. And then um, finally Ruthie wins the standoff when um, 
Mary comes to apologize to Matt and Ruthie, and they all have a little apology fest, and Ruthie's like, you know what? I should respect Mom's wishes and just give the apartment to Mary. So as soon as as they all walk down the stairs, Ruthie slams the door, locks it, and she is the last person standing. So she's not going to get the garage apartment. <laughs> right. Um, she is 11. We don't Actually, we don't know what the new setup of the house is going to be because Mary is home, at least for good for now. Also, the garage apartment did not look finished. Remember in the last yeah. episode, Annie was like, okay, I worked all day. It's ready to move in. And it's still just like there's exposed... Unless they're keeping when, it that way. It, they don't, because oh, okay. when people finally start living in it, it looks way different. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's nowhere near finished. Um, I wanted to talk about another fashion moment in the show, uh, inspired by Joy. Uh, so Mary, in an attempt to try to get Robbie's attention, which doesn't work at all, changes her outfit completely to a white tank top and pink pants. Yeah. Uh and it's just a blatant attempt to be dressing like Joy. But Rob, yeah, doesn't, Robbie does not fall for it. But Lucy is, like, very fed up with it. We actually, so, And we have another fight scene between them. One that ends with Lucy with, like... A giant hole in her shirt. Yeah. Um, but by the end of this, we have heartfelt moments between every single Camden. And uh, finally, we have Mary apologizing to the Rev and Annie. Being like, I was so lucky and so privileged to grow up in this house, and I need you to be my parents again, and because I need you to set me back on like the right track. Thank you for stopping me before I reached rock bottom. Blah 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 blah. And we have a. But what is going to happen with the fire department? <laughs> right. We they have need her. A solid, happy family. Again, all of the Camdens are there. Robbie is there. Although, how long will Robbie be there now that he has Joy, his future wife? Sam and David exist. Barely. They were they were not in this episode at all. Right. We should do this. We should do we a should Sam do and a David watch. watch. We need to do Sam and David watch because they're like, enti- you know, we've mentioned it before. There are entire episodes where they don't mention the twins. They don't show them. So like. It's like bead watch, you know, that yeah. lasted for like a hot bead second. <laughs> they are just furniture and they're collecting dust right now. Um, do you have anything else to say about this episode? No. What are you going to rate it? Um, I'm going to give this a four. Better I, than the last one. Yeah, I think I'm also, yeah, I'll go with a 3.5. Uh, yeah, right in the middle. Um, it was still not peak seventh heaven. I feel like season five really delivered some really high quality episodes. And so far, season six has been doing this kind of new storytelling technique, and it feels like they haven't really settled in or... Well, I'm finally, I'm happy that the menopause storyline is kind of resolved. So going forward, the Rev and Annie storylines might become more tolerable. Um, we look. It looks like we have a fresh start for all the Camdens now. Um, with Mary being home, she, there won't be any of these phone call things happening. Um, oh, yeah, because that was also really hard to, you know, it was hard to care about Mary's storyline when she's not with the rest of the family. So now she's back. Let's see how they reconcile having all of those people in the same house. Yeah. Maybe they'll forget about a couple of them. Well, I guess we were to presume, like, Mary's sleeping on the couch right now. Right. I don't Uh, understand where she's going to go. I mean, unless the garage apartment is completely furnished by the next episode. Well, that's a good good thing that we're going to have to pay (laughs) attention to. 
Um, so anyway, if you want to continue listening to us or see any fun screen caps from this episode or any other episodes, um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at Camden Cast Show. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash CamdenCast. And you can continue listening to us at soundcloud.com slash CamdenCast, on stitcher.com, and on the Apple iTunes podcast app, where there are new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi. This is CamdenCast. Yeah.